0: Hello there, Michelle. Oh, hello there, Geordie. How are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to and everyone. This is the episode about relationships or something, or friendships? We don't know. It's a potluck. It is a
1: potluck because it was just so random, relationships, but then I thought, is that relationships with, like what, parents, kids, who knows, like lovers. It's all relationships, but in the end, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about today.
0: Friends and lovers, what am I to do? (laughs) What is that song? I don't even know it. I don't know. It just came into my head. (laughs) Michelle, you're back. Back from outer space with that sad look upon your face. You've just had the most wonderful week, yet here you are looking glum. Oh, honestly, it's
1: because... It's just, you know, when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed some mornings and things just go wrong. Well, I did that today. Well, we got home and uh, I think it was me. I think I had forgotten to close the freezer door. So everything in the freezer was
0: absolutely (sighs) fucked. Oh, Michelle.
1: Yeah. And then Andrea said. So you walked
0: into a flood on your floor.
1: Well, it was a flood and and everything, all the food was ruined and then oh. it had refrozen and it was complete freezer full of <laughs> ice that was coming out of the door cuz it obviously had been working overtime. And I said to Andreas, "Okay, we have to sort this out." He's like he was a bit annoyed. He made me get the hairdryer, try and like
0: defrost this freezer. Of course that's not going to work. Is this the minute you walked into your house yes. after being away for 3 weeks or 2 weeks?
1: Yes. And so it wasn't a good thing to come home to. Then I'm sorry to he- laugh that's awful. No, it really is. Can you imagine if you walked home? Look, you walked into your house and all of Paddy's freezers.
0: Were it's sucked. happened. It's happened to me before. It's happened. Not all of Paddy's, thank God. But yeah, that kind of thing does tend to happen. I've come home and pipes have burst in the middle of winter. So yeah. Oh
1: God. (laughs) So it's just not what you need when you walk in. And then I couldn't find stuff this morning. And, you know, I just thought, right, I have to really get Zen. I have to remember my Abraham meditations and all this kind of stuff. And then I thought, hang on, we're recording this morning. What the fuck are we talking about? I've no idea. I just feel terrible that I've just bored everybody with a terribly boring story about a frozen un- – hang on, defrosted or unfrozen? Defrosted. Defrosted. Freezer. Yeah. Yeah, and Jason and I had this, this question of, are some things unfrozen, are some things defrosted? Defrosted every day, all day long. Yeah, he said to me, I'm Swedish and my English is better than yours. What?
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, come on. Anyway. Why, because you're Australian and we've bastardised – the English I language think, broccoli
1: I think we've acted broccoli <laughs> huh. I think we have better queens English than the Brits controversial mm-hmm. thing to say that but is on,
0: controversial I'm not sure I agree with that one Who
1: says I was sat
0: that I don't is like that not correct I don't not like correct. that that really bothers me I think I raised that with you didn't I because I'd, I'd read it in one of your magazines. It was an interview with Robbie Williams. Not you didn't write it, but one of your colleagues did in Heat magazine. And it said I was sat next to Robbie Williams. And I asked a friend of mine whose mother is an English teacher, English English teacher. She's British. Mm. And she said, yeah, it's wrong, but it's something that we've just used. But, you know, Australians do that all the time. They decide they take something out of the English language or the, you know, somebody says something wrong this is my belief in australia somebody mispronounces something or reads it and says what they see and before you know it it's it's caught on and that's how it's said forevermore maroon being case in point maroon maroon we say maroon yeah but it's maroon the word, how on earth did it ever become maroon, maroon. i don't know
1: Maroon. How did that happen?
0: If it's maroon, if it's maroon, why isn't it balone? <laughs> Happy birthday here. Have this giant red balone. Nine to nine, <laughs> a red balloon No, that doesn't work. Maroon. i would never
1: really thought about maroon. But yes, it's an odd one, isn't it's it? wrong. But pool. Pool.
0: Pool and cool. Keeping cool in the pool. That's just an accent thing. <laughs> it, That's that not is an the accent. wrong word. That's... That's just an accent thing.
1: No, but...
0: Could that also be maroon and maroon? Maybe. And it's just, Mac- it's just been bastardised, bastardised. But do you say macarons or macaroon? I say macaron because I'm an asshole. <laughs> 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 no, I'll say macaroons to certain people, but yeah. macaron when I'm at home alone because I love to be a fancy pants. Doris. Claris. Doreen, Doreen, Doreen. Leslie,
1: Wesley, Tracy, Stacy, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Bill. Who's <laughs> dropping? Yes, yeah, so I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, mm. and things continue in that way. But actually, there is a whole mental a mental shift you've got to get out of to get yourself out of those things. And I think people struggle with it. You know, even just this morning when I woke up and I was looking on Facebook, I would say every fifth post was from some kind of friend struggling with something, actually. I don't know about your Facebook feed, but I seem to have a lot of people who like to talk about the doom and gloom that they're going through at the moment. Do you have this on your feed?
0: I have seen it, but I don't look at Facebook very often. I get alerts, strangely, from different people, and that prompts me to go and look. So, but when I do look and I see miserable things, it's that's probably the reason why I don't often go on there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't browse, browse. I, I'm on Facebook because, I mean, I wake up and I just check the the notifications and whatever, and then. I scroll through and I think the algorithm shows you things that you're looking at more. So if you look at someone's profile, they'll show you more of that. But the people who actually you would love to see alerts from or what they're you up to, them. it doesn't, It do, you don't get them. And this is obviously when they went from chronological algorithm into whatever crazy algorithm they've got. It's all based on, they show you more of what you're looking at. It's kind of shit, but I don't know why, but there's this one particular guy. He was a friend that I met many, many years ago. And he often talks about bad relationships, the depression he's going through. I feel like more and more Facebook is becoming a
0: a platform for people to talk about their inner life. Do you think it's because they're so lonely or um, actual real connections have been replaced in this age of the Internet? People don't feel the need to go out anymore because they can just sit in front of a screen and have their friendships that way. I mean is Well, it I that? think obviously too with lockdown,
1: people haven't been able to go out and connect. So maybe it's mm. worse. But I mean, and this is before lockdown. People talk about really, really personal things on a very public platform. And they talk about it and they they contextualize it in a way of no one's talking about this, so I'm going to Right. And I don't know, I feel like should some things remain private or is this people's way of reaching out and trying to have a connection and a relationship, even quite possibly with people they've met twice, like me and I'm Facebook friends with this guy. I don't really know him, but I know very intimate details of his life and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that,
0: but I know what you mean. Because I have seen that on Facebook before and I just think, oh, too much information. But then I do feel for that person. I think, oh, what what's going on in your life that you feel that you need to advertise this? And then once they've said it and you've got your hundreds of comments underneath going, oh, mate, sorry, feel for you or, you know, what's happening yeah. or things like that. Just when you see something like that, if I see something, something like that and it's a close friend, I pick up the fucking phone.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. And if it's a... A medium,
0: not medium friend, but like a friend I, that you Then I, have... I look away. If it's a medium or an acquaintance, I look away. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm gawping then.
1: Yeah, Do you know I mean? it does feel
0: a bit, a bit car crash. I mean, for example, this morning
1: there was, and I took a screenshot of this because I thought there was no explanation. It was just this picture and it was signs of emotional abuse. And it listed two, four, five. Fifteen signs, all handwritten in this kind of cutesy with colours and all sorts of things. But it's quite full on. And underneath, were all of these comments, yeah, it happened to me, that happened to me. And I don't know, it's just, I feel like some people are so broken and so damaged. It's very, very upsetting to see on Facebook. But, you know, when we talked about this episode and I was like, oh, yeah, let's talk about relationships – in a way it's a relationships potluck because there are so many different types of relationships and it's such a hard world to navigate because relationships are everything whether it's with your kids with your parents with your friends with your colleagues it's a minefield and i don't think there's there's any correct way to navigate it you know even me talking to you about why do why do people feel the need to put this on on facebook all of these signs of emotional abuse that's it's obviously something within them that they are looking for a relationship doesn't matter who it's whoever reads it they need they need this at that moment
0: who posted the 15 signs of emotional abuse and what are they those signs a guy posted it, it they're five columns is that guy having a hard time I've been seeing his posts for ten years, and they've all shown signs that you know, even though you don't know him very well, you know that he's been in a, an emotionally abusive relationship.
1: Yeah, it's all Facebook. It's all Facebook. If I, Bad. if I were, if I wasn't Facebook friends with this guy, I, I probably wouldn't even remember that I'd met him. Does that sound
0: horrible? That's fair.
1: Yeah, I, I, I screenshotted this because I thought it was really interesting. It, the signs of emotional abuse. Uh, Jealousy of your relationships with others. So a a romantic relationship. Yeah, so your partner wouldn't be happy if you had friends, other friends. That's right. And then there's gaslighting. So rewriting events to convince you they happened a certain way. Blaming you for things in their life going wrong. Mm -hmm. No doesn't mean no. Humiliating and berating you. So this is all in one column. Then the second column is threatening to hurt themselves because of you. It's quite extreme. Yeah. Blaming you for their actions, shaming you into not talking about it. They love bomb you, then they mistreat you. Mm -hmm. Everything is one extreme or the other. Yeah. And then the final column, using guilt slash compassion to control you. Your boundaries don't matter. Their needs Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are the only ones that matter. Nothing you say or do is good enough. Constant, unfounded accusations of
0: mistrust.
1: So it's a, it's really full on when you break
0: it down. This is going from the innocuous down, sort of scaling up to becoming really each step. Once you become used to it and you accept it as the, as the abuse victim. This is frog in the fry pan, isn't it? Frog in the fry pan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone missed that episode when we described what a frog in a fry pan was, it was when you put a frog in the fry pan and what was it again? Turn up the heat slightly and And you turn the heat up very, very incrementally. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. just The the heat is
1: turned up so incrementally that you don't realise, yeah, you're cooking the goose or cooking the frog. It's funny. I've got this, this meditation that I do from Abraham and anyone who doesn't remember me talking about crazy abraham it's uh this group of entities that talk through this woman and it sounds absolutely mental and we talked about it in the law of attraction i have this meditation i listen you meant to listen to there, there are four of them one is for general well-being one is for health one is for financial abundance and one is relationships they're 15 minutes they're super quick you just listen to them in the morning they're meant to like put you in the right frame of mind for the day I didn't. Did you do no, one this morning? No, I did morning? not. No, I did not do one <laughs> this morning. Maybe you should. I should have because, yeah, it just all went wrong. There are a few things that really resonated with me and, they're, and, and they apply to any kind of relationship. Her name is uh, – Abraham Hicks is the group of entities and there's value in differing opinions. And I, I often don't see the value in differing opinions because – I don't like it when, when people don't see don't agree it the you. same way as me. Really? Well, I don't necessarily want everyone to agree with me, but I, I guess I sort of align myself with people who think the same way I do. But
0: do you not do that or do you find… Well, I'm married to someone who's the exact opposite of that and he loves to differ. I mean, he'll, he'll have the opposite opinion for sport. Okay. Going back to what you were just saying about differing opinions. So you're saying to me that you'd prefer your friendships and your relationships to be with people who think the same way generally. And if they don't, does it surprise you? Yes, and I've had this
1: before. I'm always generally, generally and genuinely surprised when I'm close friends with someone and then I find out they're very religious. i oh, rack off you, Dag. <laughs> off. No, I can
0: bury. See you next day. Tuesday. Give me black dog up. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just call this the patchwork, the relationship. What did you call it before? Relationship, relationship potluck. 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 It's a potluck of soggy sandwiches and that kind of ham that you get out of a can you don't know what it is. It's like, what would you bring that for? And they just open the can and they chuck it on a plate and they go, there you go. have that?
1: <laughs> That's what you guys get today.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so listen, let's go back a step again. Let's start again with the whole... With, okay, so With when Abraham. Let's yeah. start
1: with Abraham. So I'm going to actually tell you a couple of things. It starts off here. Your differences are of great advantage in the stimulation of new ideas and are important to your expansion. So... I kind of agree that differing opinions actually make you think about what you want and what you don't want, what is right for you and what is not right for you. And I think that this is what Abraham means when they talk about differences are of great advantage.
0: I also think that if you go back to George Michael, when he had that (laughs) album out, Listen Without Prejudice, We could all do with doing that, including myself. Listen to someone when they've got an opinion. Put your prejudice and your preconceptions to one side. Listen to what they've got to say and try and understand where they're coming from. And you might learn something, even if it is somebody whose values are the complete opposite to yours. And you know that and you're not going to change those values because they are inherent. But if you can learn from listening to people who normally you would just write off as saying, oh, they're ignorant or they're sun readers or something else nasty that you don't agree with, you know. Yeah. It's a a skill that we need to all practice every day. Just try it a little bit with a stranger or a shop assistant or a person who you're overhearing on the bus or something. Just try it. And then gradually it becomes easier and you do learn. But even people that are close to you. I mean, because I can't
1: say that I have... 100% 100% alignment with everyone that's close to me. You that's know. impossible. Yeah. And one of the things in this, this meditation is when you understand the value of differing opinions, you will reap immediate value from every relationship and since you cannot make others change to please you, appreciating mm-hmm. them where they are will give you ease. Yeah, I so, agree with that. That's
0: well, brilliant. I find
1: it really hard to appreciate people who – do not who, whose whose opinion is so, in my opinion, so fucking wrong or so out there. I find it really hard to appreciate them where they are, but I know that I have to, because in a way, I, I, I it's it's an it's a mental flip of okay. They think this way, I think this way. If I appreciate them, if I appreciate the fact that, thank you for reinforcing that I don't want to think like that that's still giving appreciation but staying true to myself or do you think that's not (laughs) what they mean
0: no I don't think that's what they mean I think what they mean is you can listen to their opinion but you don't have to agree with it you can just say something as simple as oh that's interesting to hear your thoughts I don't agree but you know we don't have to say it like that because it sounds like cath day night I don't agree. <laughs> Try don't agree. I don't but... agree with what you've just said. But, you know, it's good to listen to them, find out why they think like that. So, so what, what led you to that conclusion?
1: But I find it interesting that you would continue the conversation because I think...
0: You'd want to shut it down.
1: I shut it down. I just go, uh-huh.
0: But you won't learn anything from that. And they won't learn anything about you yeah, either. But
1: I, I also don't want to learn. Like I think I've learned <laughs> over the years that... When it comes to many topics, I would prefer just to nod and go, oh, okay, and either walk away or shut down the conversation by changing the subject because there are some things right. I yeah. think, no matter what I say to you, you won't agree with me and no matter what you say to me, yeah. I'm not going to agree with you and I can't. I just don't have the energy for No, I get that. 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 If
0: it's a zealot and I have got experience of this – a zealot or someone who is completely, you know, focused on one thing and one thing only. And that's bent car <laughs> Not really. But you know what I mean. Y- yeah. You have to, if you know that this is only going in one direction and it's almost like a preaching session, then shut it down, walk away. But if you're having a general chat with someone and a conversation comes up that you're enjoying, but then something happens like something happens and they say something that shocks you takes you yeah. aback a little bit then that shouldn't frighten you you need to learn to sit with that be easy with that and and just accept it i mean it's not your fault they think like that it's not their fault you know if you don't agree it's it's no one's fault it's no one's problem it's just it's it's the rich tapestry of life
1: <laughs> yes but do you often find that people have a have a bone to pick
0: because when I was vegan Well that sort of experience, that kind of thing you need to shut that down. If if, yes. if you don't agree with them and they don't agree with you, don't try and pick it out of them. Don't try and talk them out of it. Appreciate well, they've got their own opinion and let well, them have it, you know, just as you've yes, got yours.
1: But I think that people people love it. I mean when I and I was about to say when I was vegan and I and I haven't been vegan now for four and a half years, but before that I was vegan for quite a long time. Before it was trendy. And people had less understanding and um, tolerance for it. So you would say, and I did it mainly for health because I had some gut health issues, but uh, people, people did not like it. And they would say, well, why are you vegan? Well, this and that. And I would say, oh, you know, I'm just vegan. Oh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. And I would just be very glib. I would try and shut it down, change the subject. People wouldn't let it go. Mm. And and i just I, I i kept thinking to myself why do they want to keep on and on and on even when i'm being polite and saying oh yep yeah, oh you know i don't want to i don't really want to talk about this cuz you know it's mm. it's just it's how personal. i am
0: it's private it's your health i get that michelle because i'm noticing that conversation happening a lot at the moment with regards to vaccination oh god so yes. i personally think that is not something that it seems to be OK to just come out and ask a stranger. Oh, so you've had your vaccine yet. I personally don't like the fact that you're being put on the spot. I don't like the fact that, that you're then being asked to explain yourself. If you give the right answer, which is yes, then fine. Or you can all move on and then you can go about your day. If not, there's a can of worms opened. And that is because going back again to what you just said about opinions differing and even your vegan thing. Mm. there's 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 black or there's white these days. There doesn't seem to be any grey areas. Why is that? Why can't we have grey? Why can't we have it, the in-between? Why does it have to be bad or good, black or white? I don't get that. If you're vegan, that's your problem if you turn up to a restaurant and they don't have – no, but seriously, it's not their pro- – they don't have to worry. Oh, that I can eat everything. It's just snails and, and you know, pig fat today on the menu. Michelle is going to go hungry. Oh, well, you know, that's not their problem. It's your choice and it's your problem. Do you see what yeah. I mean?
1: I do, but I also think, and certainly with restaurants, if you give a restaurant notice and say, oh
0: – They'll sort something out. Well – I think they should, but equally they, <laughs> they can – Everybody's also... got something vegan they can whip up in their kitchen. Well, you say that,
1: but actually, you know, we would we tried to go to this really nice hotel in um, in Italy well, last year and uh, we rang and said, oh, we'd like the tasting menu, but uh, my partner's vegetarian. And these guys had a Michelin star. No. They said, sorry, no, we, we don't have that. Oh. So – and this was two weeks in advance. They weren't even wow. prepared to okay. to do anything. So I think that in some ways I kind of respect it. I, I feel like, no, these are our recipes. If you don't want them, then well, go enough. find somewhere else to eat. But, yeah. yeah, in this day and age, I feel like I could not have been the first vegetarian person to call up wanting to eat at their restaurant. Like, it's it's a strange old thing. Shells
0: getting cut. Johnny had a tea Ben love's brown lemonade to you—that's a cold beer. Crack open to cold one, love. Give us a tinny. Eavesdrop.
1: Back to sort of relationships. I, I guess. I I really struggle with trying to find ease and you said something you you said the word easy and and this is in the meditation a lot it says be easy with your life appreciate where you are and have eagerness for for what is coming and mm-hmm. I I think about that line a lot when I'm feeling stressed out I think okay be easy with my life but it takes a mental shift to be easy with my life because I'm often not like even that stupid bloody freezer I wasn't easy about that I was annoyed oh that's that's annoying yeah but it's hard to just think oh well I need to I I guess I need to learn
0: to do that more and It's your internal dialogue. You have to try and change it. Although you can't change how you feel. So if you walk in, you see that your beautiful wooden floors are all warped because they've been sitting under two feet of water for two weeks and all the food's gone. That's like, oh my God, that is definitely... But then you just have to get into damage control. Get practical. Do it. Mm. Don't think about how awful this is and how upsetting it is. I know how... I mean... (laughs) If you could see me this morning trying to get my children to school, you wouldn't think that this person who's talking like a Zen master about, (laughs) you know, just take yourself out of yourself, just get on and do it. It's because I have to fight these fires all day, every day, it feels like. And I'm sick of screaming. I'm sick of getting upset. I'm sick of feeling sick of it. Yeah. So you've just got to change your narrative. Yeah. Well, ashwagandha helps as well. That's why I'm taking all this bloody mushroom coffee. I, to, I rattle when I walk.
1: I sound like I'm on Facebook all the time. I'm really not, but I do just check. I do just <laughs> check it in the morning. Well, there was a nootropic supplement. It's bloody expensive. I don't think I can afford it, but it had all of these wonderful things for memory, brain fog, um, anxiety. Not that I have anxiety. It's more I just need to like.
0: Oh, I find myself getting anxious occasionally. I don't have anxiety as such but definitely feel myself getting anxious about things occasionally and it's silly little things as well. Yeah. And when that starts, you know, I want to po- I want to pop a lid on that before it yeah. over before it boils over into full on screaming.
1: I think that that's that's the thing that everybody needs to learn is to put the lid on because I've mm. I know that certainly in in my life when I've opened the door a crack to negative emotions it gets kicked wide open immediately you know it's it's so
0: easy to just go oh I feel so good to feel shit like it did I ever tell you about the time that I went to that that happiness workshop that was like a 10-week course on the 10 keys to happier living we talked about it when we did your episode about positive what's it oh we did law of attraction yeah Laura I always forget what it's called Michelle I don't know why I want to say positive mental action or something (laughs) same same PMA yeah so the law of attraction I did that course uh 10 keys to happier living which was the action for happiness group Mm -hmm. and in one open circle because we sit in a circle and we all open open up the floor when we're talking about different things like changing your inner narrative I just explained before there was one time when we talked about what you just said that opening the door to negative emotions a crack and allowing it you know to flood you I said to the group something along the lines of, especially as a woman, having hormones that fluctuate, sometimes in the month I will become very negative towards myself. I will beat myself up, you know, mentally. I'll say, oh, my God, you're a bad person. You look bad. You do this terribly. You're not good at this. You're not good at that. And I said, I'm sure we all do here. And they all looked at me like, oh, you poor thing. Don't beat yourself up, Geordie. And people would put their hands up and say, Geordie, there are places you can go to get help. I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm saying this because I acknowledge it. And I know you all do it too. No, no one put their hand up to it. I was sitting there like an asshole, completely in a silent room where they're all shaking their heads and looking very embarrassed and very upset for me because I've confessed that I don't always treat myself the best way that we're all in that room together because of this. Come on, people be honest. I think that's
1: horrible because there is not one single person on the planet who is so fucking Zen and so trouble free, (laughs) except maybe the nine other people in your fucking group. That's really <laughs> dishonest. And I just think, why are they even in there? Or maybe because, maybe they didn't on.
0: understand what I was saying, but surely that resonates. When I explained that just now, did it resonate with you, Michelle? Do you have moments where you're like... I hate the way I look. I hate the way I am. I'm so Every stupid. Day. <laughs>
1: Every day. I mean, it's terrible.
0: You I mean, I'm not advocating speaking to yourself like this. I, you know, I often say to you, Michelle, it's horrible. Can you be nice to my friend, please? That's my friend you're talking about. <laughs> you know, you've got to be you've got to treat yourself as you would a friend. So, I'm working on that. That was a that was a way of being for many, many years. I grew up being like that. I I remember being five or six, maybe older, seven or eight, maybe looking in the mirror and absolutely hating myself. I remember saying how stupid I was to the mirror. And that's a child doing that. Where did I learn that from? My parents don't do that. So it's not from them. It's something that's within me. And I know I'm not the only person that does that and or who has ever done it or who will ever do it. But I don't do it anymore. I've worked really hard to be positive about myself even if i'm dropping everything all day long like the milk gets dropped this gets dropped i've just smashed a crystal glass you know everyone I has think, those days where you're suboptimal
1: i struggle to to hear that about you because ever since i first met you and that was many moons ago i was still a teenager and I didn't even know you when you were at school. This was after school. But, you know, you were always the the beautiful, funny girl who was super talented. And I guess you never know what's going on on the inside with people because you always project and have always, ever since I've known you, projected, you know, life and soul of the party. And, you know, because you were always so uh, brilliantly talented with music
0: well, thanks, Michelle. Oh, well, that's my pleasure. But I guess you can't have the light without the dark, can you?
1: No. You need the ups to appreciate the downs. Exactly. Well, actually, the downs to appreciate the ups. Otherwise, it's all one note. But, yeah, yeah. you never... I, I guess going back to the Facebook thing, you never really know unless people put oh, it on Facebook. Fucking Facebook, bloody no, hell. No, but it's because it's so
0: shocking to me. that That's the difference. I would never write anything like that on Facebook unless I had to announce something and I'd done my grieving. But no, I would never announce my inner turmoil.
1: It's it's quite confronting to read because mostly, you know, you look at Facebook to see people, um, oh, they've they've taken a walk in the garden or you know obviously lockdown stories it's not so great but these super personal confessions um it is it seems like it's a real trend i remember there was this girl she was actually the wife now ex-wife of a a friend of mine and she put all of this stuff about how she'd been sexually abused how she'd cut herself <gasps> she was um now into sex work and... Oh my God, on Facebook? On Facebook and how, you know, she's at peace with her choices and has anyone got any work for her?
0: But... (gasps) What, sex work? Yeah. I'm looking for sex workers. (laughs) Are you serious? Is she touting for business on Facebook? Surely that's not
1: allowed. Well, she wanted you to follow her Instagram page where they do all of that you know, it's all code messages and you get their handle and then you can DM them and organize oh to meet up and all this God, kind of I, stuff.
0: I don't understand what you're
1: saying. Yes, but this is the thing It's all over Facebook and. I've not seen and it. Oh, you just don't have the right friends. <laughs> I'm not looking it. for the right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how come I end up with all the depressives? But, you know, which of
0: my friends are sex workers? Well,
1: that you wouldn't even know. I'm telling you. And they and the thing is, they talk about it like this is what I do. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I do. I'm not saying work, it's not,
0: but it's. I'm just shocked that that's that you're now like cruising for 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 Johns on Facebook.
1: Well, it's on. Oh, you do it on Instagram too. Instagram is the big
0: platform for it. I did not know because this, you can Michelle. do closed videos, it's so sheltered.
1: Yeah, and and I guess you know if you've got no other way to make money. It's safer than, like, walking the streets. You're just cruising oh God, the yeah. net. And yeah. a lot of this is, you know, it's it's not IRL. It's not I, in real life meeting up with somebody. So so you it's, don't end up having sex? Well, you do virtual stuff, but you can right. also
0: meet up with your clients in real life. Do you know, I used to have a job a little bit similar to this, believe it or not. I was a porn texter. ha! <laughs> 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 I don't mind. I was a porn texter when when uh, I needed extra cash. I had a friend who had an interesting business and I went to work different like shifts where you would just type and they would pay 100 pounds per text or whatever it was at the time and you just pretend to be whoever it was that you was it would like the script would flash up at the top of the screen it would say you are um Mary Lou from Portsmouth she's 29 she works in a bar she's got big boobs everything that's ever been kind of flagged is up there and then who you're talking to will be in a different color and you'll know that this is ladyboy 256 or whatever it is <laughs> that's not you know, a handle, but you'll know that this person is gay or bi or whatever they are and they're into this, that and the other. And you just have to have a conversation that usually consists of lots of A's. If you just press and hold the A button or, you know, with an H at the end or
1: Ah, oohs. ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: So often I'd just be like listening to XFM in the background and just pressing the A and the U button. <laughs> oh my God.
1: And then they want to meet up
0: with you in real life. But you have to say, no, I, I don't want to because my husband will find out or whatever. You know, it's just a it was a, a little side hustle for me for a little while. And and strangely, like the boiling, the cooking frog. At first, I was very, very shocked about the things I would read. But after a while, you just kind of get used to it and you're just firing off missives Which are quite shocking. I'm not going to say any on here because it's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in a way, I feel like that is it's that's more pure fantasy because yeah, yes, it's it's actually about how good you are at being able to navigate the written word. Um, You don't physically have to show your face, and you can be very disconnected from that
0: and and the idea was to get them to continue to sending to send text to you because every text they send costs you know one pound 20 or whatever it was yeah
1: yeah so I think it's no I get that I get that I guess what I'm more shocked about is this idea of people talking about and this was all in the same like massive essay this girl had written sexually abused end up being a sex worker at the end, basically. That was the start of the story. The end of her, her essay was, now I do sex work.
0: Well, I've I've never seen anything like that.
1: I don't know. It's because, I guess, this girl is quite a bit younger. So maybe it's a generational thing. I I, I just can't imagine myself ever writing something like this because, I don't know about your Facebook, so, but I have a lot of Facebook friends that would be like, whoa, Michelle's doing what?
0: this. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's... but what would you do? So obviously these people who are using Facebook as a kind of venting mm. or therapy, what, what do you use? What do you do when you're feeling that bad or you feel like no one understands you or no one's listening to me or I need to get this out there? What do you do? Well, I would call a trusted
1: friend, like actual old school voice to voice, call a, a trusted friend. But most of the time, I deal with it myself. I just deal with it myself. Internally? Like you yeah. don't let it
0: out? Not really. What do you do? So maybe in a way, the oh, same same as you. I wonder if these people are a little more evolved then. If, even if we hate watching their car crash unfold on Facebook, perhaps they're a little more evolved because they're able to uh, get it out there in such a public way that they you know, they're also getting rid of their shame and they're getting rid of any kind of stigma. They're just putting it out there. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Something awful has happened to me. I feel like this. Boom. Blap. There it is on the Facebook wall.
1: I don't know. I feel like part of life, part of the joy of life is forgetting. Forgetting when you felt so shit. Forgetting that you felt Horrible about yourself, forgetting whatever shame you had about something that you're not proud of. And moving on and and being able to have joy. But you never forget,
0: Michelle. And if well, you forget, you I mean if you forget, you you think you forget you're kidding yourself, you need to remember those things. And with that remembrance of those horrible, sad, bad times, you are able then to compare. It's like we said before about the light and the dark the good times and the happy times that you're experiencing you've got to know you've got to understand from dark out of the out of the dark comes the light see i i'm not sure if i agree i
1: i don't want to remember all that stuff if it's behind me it's behind me and i don't want to dredge stuff up which is why i also have issues with talk therapy and people going over and over stuff they can't ever fix because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's about, for me,
0: acceptance and move forward. What if you can't accept it though? Do you think maybe there are times when you think you've accepted something, you may not have accepted it and maybe you're still making the same mistakes as a result of that. That's why people do go to therapy because they have found themselves in another in a situation reminiscent of something they've been in before. That's when you've got to go deeper. And because people have like you like said, forgotten or tried to forget mm. about something awful that's happened to them, it's almost like it's a symptomatic, what do you call it, when you, when you put a Band-Aid or a plaster on something, you're not actually getting to the root cause. So this these problems within yourself, they, they're going to keep bubbling up unless you address them. You need to address them and you need to sit with them. You need to be comfortable with them. That's a different kind of acceptance.
1: See, I don't think you should ignore things. I don't think you can. Certainly not in the moment when all these things are happening because uh, we've all had bad times in life. But I also think there is no, there is nothing good that can come of revisiting all of that time and time again. I mean, I do think that you situations in life keep happening until you learn the lesson. It's like... Oh, I, why does this always happen to me? Well, because I didn't learn the lesson the first time, right? So, you know, it happens again and again and again until you do, you make a change and you either react differently or approach something differently. But the older I get, the more I don't, I don't care what happened in the past in many ways because it, it's it gone. I can't change it. And and talking about about it or revisiting it it doesn't change what happened. The only thing that can change is my perspective of it. Yeah. And in a way, like if I, instead of trying to go back and fix something that's not fixable.
0: Well, it's not about fixing it though. It's not about fixing it. And that's what talk therapies and counselling is. It's about being able to sit with it, being able to be comfortable in the negative. That's what I've been learning.
1: What benefit is there for that?
0: Oh, plenty of benefit for that. Absolutely, you don't even under, you don't even realize what the benefit is until you embark on that. Hmm. It it unlocks things. It unleashes things within you. Being comfortable with the negative is quite freeing, and you kind of don't really understand it until you started doing it. I think in general, I don't love the
1: negative, but I I acknowledge that it exists and that it happens, but I don't I don't want to be in it.
0: I don't want to sit in that. No one wants to, but you do need to be comfortable sitting in it. That's the thing. Otherwise, you might revert to some uh, dangerous or damaging behaviours to get yourself out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like perhaps it's drinks or drink or drugs anything to ease the pain but you've got to be able to be comfortable with your pain because you're going to have it like I said before Mm. there's there's the gray area between the black and white and Mm. everything's a journey but you know I hate that people use that expression a lot you know going on the journey and stuff but But it's true you need to you need to be able to be comfortable with that darkness and sit with it it's not going to kill you but it will make you stronger that's what people say isn't it yeah it does strengthen. it does strengthen your resolve which will help for next time because there's always going to be a next time i hate to break it to you there are going to be more sadnesses in your life and mine and there will be hard times coming we're not we haven't done them all you no, know of course not we've I mean, just we... got to be able to be resilient and work through them in a way that doesn't damage us i think it
1: all comes down to your reaction and this is actually something that is in this relationships meditation. And it's sometimes others believe that their happiness depends upon your response to them, but that is never true. And also, sometimes it seems like others have the power to negatively affect your experience, but that is never true. Only your response to them has the power to pinch you off from the naturally good feeling person you are.
0: I'm so much like this Abraham person. I think their messages are really good. And I get that. And and you know what? These are things that I've been teaching myself over the last few years because I'm a people pleaser. I'm like a little puppy dog. I need other people to be happy with me in order for me to be happy with myself. And that's wrong. It's really wrong. And you've got... My best lesson that I've learned recently or in the last few years is RuPaul, what other people think of me is none of my goddamn business. That is my favourite line. I go to that whenever I'm feeling awkward or unsure of myself or concerned about what others think. What other people think of me is none of my goddamn business. Fucking true. It really is. Live by that. I thought today's episode was about friendships. So I uh, had been watching, busily watching... A program that I thought was about friendships called *The Pursuit of Love*. Did you see that? It's a Nancy Mitford story. People have said to me, "Oh, I don't do period dramas." Neither do I, but it's one of those ones that's been kind of brought into the into the twenty first century a little bit with great soundtrack and and it feels like it could be modern. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's got the it's set with the backdrop of World War Two. What was it and called? It's *The Pursuit of Love*. It was written and directed by Emily Mortimer, the actress. She's really good. I have watched. She brings this, this fun thing to it. You've seen it, I think so. It's got With the that bolter. Gorgeous, the mother was called the, the bolter. bolter, and
1: Lily. That's Lily it.
0: James is the. Gorgeous
1: Lily Collins. Lead.
0: Lily Gemma Collins, or whatever her name is. Lily, Lily James, is it? Yeah, I think. I think so. Yes. One of the lilies. One of the lilies. Yes, I know. I did watch that. It was lovely. I loved that. the The, the friendship between the two was fantastic, wasn't it? And this Lily James Allen looking for (laughs) her the love that she could ever because she was essentially a bolter wasn't she and her best friend whose mother was the bolter yeah meaning taking off and being with those different men but did you notice her little man that she ended up with was Clem Fandango
1: Oh my God! Was it Clem Fandango? That's Clem Fandango. <gasps> because I was Shazad looking Lateef. at him, I was looking at him, thinking, <laughs> "How do I know you? Why is he so familiar? I have seen him. How did he go yeah. from hipster Clem Fandango? <laughs> oh my
0: God! <gasps> to sexy Wolfman in uh, Star Trek as well. He was, was very he? attractive in that. Oh, because yeah. because this was not a this was not
1: a pleasant role. In that he was so boring and awful as the husband. I, yeah. That's why I did not realize it was Clem Fandango. Oh fandango, my goodness. <gasps> yeah. But no, I did watch that and I did really enjoy the relationship. But I did really feel for the blonde one because yeah. she wasn't as beautiful or as free.
0: Also, I loved Andrew Scott. I thought he was fabulous oh you know the actor the sexy priest from um yeah
1: yes okay he's great
0: i just love watching him he's fabulous yeah he had the whippets he was good he was good it was a it was good it was a good one it reminded me that my takeaway was it reminded me of something i saw back in the 80s or the 80s unbearable lightness of being it's not the same but it was similar because it was also set to a backdrop of war where everybody was kind of feeling like oh this is it we're all gonna die anyway we may as well just have an absolute blast mm-hmm. it's all over um but unbearable likeness of being had daniel day lewis and juliette binoche did you see that
1: yes and she had the bowler hat and she wore a men's shirt and after that i always wanted to wear okay. just be naked and just have a, a
0: oversized men's shirt that was my my I go-to that but the other thing i watched for in preparation for this conversation today was the friends reunion did you see
1: that i was never a
0: friends fan well you weren't oh I loved friends no I never really watched I it was it. great no
1: I never really watched I, loved it. It. I was more Seinfeld loved Seinfeld okay and I loved the friendship between that group in Seinfeld uh-huh
0: well I was I was uh very interested to learn mm-hmm. that you know the big deal between in friends was that Ross Ross and Rachel had on again off again relationship which they started out loving each other but both had relationships and eventually they Both were free to be together and then they messed it up and then they kind of kept coming and going between like the entire series, coming together, then breaking up. And in the end, I think they did get together. But it turns out the big shocker was that they did actually have a relationship. They had feelings for each other in the beginning. So they were both in relationships at different times, but both also... Fancying the pants off each other as well.
1: In real life,
0: or in that the was show? In, re- in real <gasps> IRL, as you said before, in real life. But listen, one last takeaway that I had from the Friends reunion was Joey Tribbiani, who was the, the oh, sexy yeah, yeah, How You're yeah. doing How You're doing Joey Tribbiani, he's now what they're calling on Twitter Irish Da. He's an Irish da He looks. He's got this striped shirt. He's leaning back with his, his big gut and a little smile on his face, twinkle in his eye. And there's hundreds and hundreds of memes and quotes of from Irish people saying, "Didn't he just look like your da Didn't he look like your your, your, <laughs> uh, your uncle?" They'd say th- they they have little things like, "Come here to me." What is it you're studying now? <laughs> oh la! Right, right, very good, very good. Ah Jesus, sure. I'll know who to ring when I get myself into a bit of trouble. <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> Or oh, what is it you're studying? what are you gonna do with that arts degree oh my god the Irish da oh yeah you're da. you're da so he's to let himself go yes but in a lovely way in a way that you just think oh isn't he lovely but
1: this is what we need more of because I do find it shocking when you when you see all the the before and after plastic surgery with all the with all the the ladies, because yeah. the men don't feel any, well, some. It's distracting. The, some men don't feel any face. such need. Yeah. Although I think Tom Cruise has had a bit also, speaking probably. of. Probably. Yes, I don't know. But some men do. Some some men do want want that. I mean, I remember seeing, oh, Mickey Rourke.
0: Have I talked about this story Oh, before? my God. What happened to his face? Well. He was beautiful. He had an accident boxing or something, didn't he? And then he went all that he put the proper cat mask on. Well, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast
1: before, but when I met him, do you remember? Did you interview him? No. no? He was at one of the L events that I was I was at. Oh, right. And he was backstage and I was I was backstage and I met him and from a distance he was kind of creepy. He had like the e-cigarette and this was before they were common, but it was an actual cigarette. So it was lit. He was smoking it and vaping and it. it was just it was just weird and we were all like oh he's a bit creepy and i'm i'm not joking he came within a meter of me and he had like the weird melted face thing because he's like all had the plastic surgery from years of boxing and his face was fucked Mm. i'm not joking he was so fucking hot he was so fucking (laughs) sexy (laughs) i really was quite surprised because i remember thinking you look crazy and yet (laughs) i you're so fucking hot you know when people say he just had it this guy had so mickey rock had it even with all that weird crazy melty face surgery so (laughs) yeah he just had animal magnetism in a charismatic way oh it was a shock it was a shock
0: anyway oh mickey rock do you know what i think we've
1: done our done our dash
0: (laughs) We've run the race, Michelle. We've done. We've finished. We've crossed
1: the finish line. Oh, I didn't know we were going to get there today. But uh, no. Well, thanks for the chit chat. Well, thank you, Michelle. Enjoy your day, and
0: that's to everybody else too. Enjoy your day, whatever yeah, you're doing. Just enjoy your day. Enjoy your day. But enjoy And life. don't forget what RuPaul says.
1: Yes, don't forget
0: what other people think of me is none of my goddamn business. Yes, thank you, Ru. Roo,
1: always rely on Mama Roo
0: to get you through. Here you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice little rhyme to end the show. All right, then, darling. Well, I'll see you next time. And don't forget, keep, keep oof-dropping. Oof-dropping. Eaves Eaves dropping. Eavesdropping. 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 Eaves Eaves all day long.